Hi, you're listening to Kate and Catherine. And we're going to show you how to find your Prince Charming so that you can finally live happily ever after <laughs> forever and ever. No. No. <laughs> no. We are definitely not going to do that. We are sick of that story and it's a lie. It is a lie. You're listening to The New Truth, a modern woman's guide to extraordinary love. We are going to show you how the fairy tale love story stops you from experiencing the love you truly desire. Listen to hear how to break free from sacrifice and struggle in relationship. And learn the new truth about love in a way that you've never heard it before. We're so happy you're here. Keep listening. Hello, beautiful. Welcome to the New Truth Podcast, episode 172 how to get the love you want or you crave or you desire how to get love hmm. <laughs> go i'm ready to hear it, have it? <laughs> this, the the number one thing this is like most googled you know thing right if this is the question and you know we've shared it before 20,000 times and so do other love coaches roomies you know your task is not to seek for love but to seek and find all the barriers within yourself you've built against it but there are just things that Kate and I have watched for both of us over a decade of experience with hundreds thousands of women doing the same things doing the same things y'all are not doing like 15,000 different patterns. There's just a couple core, a couple core ones that we need to help you get the kinks out. And I think the number, well, there's two for me that I want to start with around like what's needed to get the love that you want. And number one is to know what you need. Mm. Like that's the trick, right? We are taught thanks to the fairy tale and the TV and all these bullshit love reality shows that you should only be focusing on what you want, right? The suit, which often is superficial qualities, things that have nothing to do with your heart, how tall he is, how much money he has, what his body type is. That means jack shit when it comes to your heart. What's in your heart is what do you need? You need someone who can be consistent and kind and warm and supportive and is confident and um, affirming and is accountable and takes care of themselves in their life. And most of all, can connect with your emotions. So if you're a woman who's only been focusing on what you want and you have some big fucking list and some big fantasy about who you think the ideal partner is for you, that's actually what's in the way of you not finding the love that you need. We want you to have what you need because what you need is going to be supportive and actually make you happy. What you want is going to look good on Instagram and it's not going to fulfill your soul. So that's number one, focusing on what you need. And then number two, getting the love that you need and, and desire is about being able to walk away from the ones who can't meet you there. And that's the biggest issue with so many women. So that's the first two I want to start with. They hang on for too long to the ones that are not right. <laughs> Let go of all the flotation devices that have holes in them. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> Floating. Um, yeah, I I love that. And first I want to start with how how to get the love you want. 
you don't have to know the how. I mean, that's been my biggest spiritual lesson over and over and over again. And it's it's so cute watching my clients every time they have a big breakthrough and their mind right away goes to, but how, but how, but how? And how is a question of the mind. And so it and and we feel like we need to control life so we're not let down by life. But when we're trying to control how life goes and when things happen and what timing and we're trying to orchestrate it all we get let down. We It's a self-fulfilling prophecy as all our patterns are. When you're trying to control life to not get let down, you let yourself down over and over and over again because you're trying to control that which is totally out of your control. So how to get the love you want is to become the love and everything you're talking about that you need. Are you embodying that frequency? Because the people in your life will be a mirror to how you're treating yourself, to what you're tolerating internally. You, when you treat yourself with love and with reverence and with honor and with value, and you care about yourself and you tend to your heart when you need it, and you listen to yourself and you take care of your body and you, you know, you, you, treat yourself like the queen that you are, you will be a magnet to that. And when, when people come into your life that don't treat you that way, it will feel so much like worse when you, because you treat yourself that way, you'll start attracting people who meet you there. Like you said, and the people who don't won't stick, they won't stay because they're no longer in the same frequency. It's just like, there's no way you can tolerate that when you're, when your relationship with yourself is loving and healthy. So you get to have the love and, and the love is, I'm experiencing it right now. And it's so delicious. It's so, I didn't even really like a few months ago or like a year ago, really, I was like, I don't know if I need a relationship because I didn't, I was feeling so full and that's a great place to be. You know, a little part of my heart was shut down and I had to unpack and peel back the layers of that um, as we all do, because it's a lifelong journey. And there is, um, there, there was a part of me that was just like, I'm good. My life is so full. I'm so happy. You know, I'll take lovers. Like that was my focus was just like, okay, I'm ready to have some fun escapades, some fun experiences. And the first guy that I dated is the guy who I'm with now. And like the first one that I went on a date with, it didn't look how my mind would think it was supposed to look. It didn't go. He doesn't look how my mind would think I, what my mind would think I was Mm -hmm. supposed to have. And yet the love that we're experiencing with each other is so much richer and deeper and more fulfilling than anything I've ever experienced. And I don't even equate it to him. I've attracted him in my life at this point in my journey because of where I am inside myself, because of how I treat myself, because of everyone in my life and how they treat me. Like I'm surrounded by love. I'm experiencing love from such a deep place in my life. So of course I'm going to attract people. uh, I'm going to attract romantic love that's different than any love I've ever experienced before because Mm -hmm. I'm different. And he's meeting lots of your core needs. So I want to also invite that the, instead of bashing all of your past partners, right. Or spinning your wheels about, you know, why hasn't love worked out for me? Nah, nah, nah. 
doing the inner work, right? How to actually get the love you desire is focusing on not the five-step plan. Like I love what you just said. They all want how, because they want some kind of script, right? They want the ingredients, right? If you, you know, they want a list of step one, step two, step three, and that's so not how love works. That's not how life works. But when you look at when you do the the due diligence of looking at the patterns of the kinds of people you've attracted and why you've been unhappy in your past relationships, you'll find the thread of your needs. And most women are not taking care of their needs. Like, I'm just going to actually come back to this because I'm sick of people making the list. I'm sick of people being obsessed with what the love looks like. Mm. Right. And, and you've heard me say before, if you've been a follower of the podcast for a long time, the image maker for women, right? Guess what? You probably are looking, you've been thinking you need to become what you think men want. How about that? That's a surefire way to never get the love that you crave trying to become someone that you're not or reading some book that's like men, like women who, nah, 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 nah. And then you're not yourself, right? So the first of focusing on what you need and I, and this is my journey. I, moving, when I healed from my, from my last partner, I got really, really clear. I'm like, what are the things that are not happening with Jamie that I need to be happening mm-hmm. in the kind of relationship that would be fulfilling for me? And most women don't fucking know themselves, Kate, right? They don't know themselves because they're following the script of what life tells you you should want and what life tells you you should look like and and what life tells you should be happening by certain ages, right? Like the answer to finding and experiencing the love that you desire is finding and experiencing the fullness of yourself and then being unwavering about what you will and will not tolerate, right? Yes, it is the secret of being not attached, right? Like that's what you keep coming back to so much, but there's that element of I'm not attached to the timing. I'm not attached to how it shows up. I'm not attached to what the person looks like, but I have a pulse on the way I want to be treated. And that's what women throw away so much, right? When you're obsessed with the timeline, when you're obsessed with what you think it should look like, or when you're full of shame, because it hasn't happened by a certain time, the amount of calls I have with like the beginning calls with people are saying like, it should have happened for me by now. Right. Like I'm, I'm 35 or 40 or 45. And they're saying, well, I should have had the love that I, that I desire by now, according to what, right. According to the script. And that's one of the ways that you've shut down your heart. So if you want the thing that you deeply desire, you must know yourself, you must know what you need, you must be willing to walk away from the people who don't meet you, and not from punishment and not from anger, because guess what, here's the the, the truth, if you are a woman that is lit up by her life, you're going to attract all kinds of men. How about that? You are not only going to attract high value, high quality men. You're going to attract men who want to capitalize on your beauty and femininity and open heart. You're going to attract men who want to take from you. You're going to attract people who have ulterior motives. That's why when you have boundaries and discernment of your soul, you'll be able to tell, oh, wait a minute, this person's just trying to take advantage of my energy. And I understand that because who wouldn't want to be around this energy, right? When you're in your heart, it's infectious, right? There's women even, you know, that will want to be around it. You know, I was thinking, side note, um, I'm making friends right now, right? I just moved to Fort Mill. I'm I'm working really hard to connect with other moms. And guess what? Just because you're a mom doesn't mean you're automatically going to be friends with other mom, 
bonds. Like somehow we've thought that like, oh, I'm just a mom. So therefore I'm going to bond. That's not how it works. But I've been thinking about the people that I have met that I feel an instant connection with. Like I have, have some really solid girlfriends already. And I was thinking about them all last night, actually. And I was thinking, wow, because we just are fully ourselves. Like mm -hmm. each of the women that I have found an instant bond with and that I feel really connected to is because they've just been who they are, right? Like they're not playing any kind of game or hiding, you know, what's important to them or hiding their expression. Like they're all actually very fully self-expressed women, which is what attracted me to them in the first place and why I wanted to hang out with them. And then I, I could just kept thinking like, wow, like that's the commitment. The commitment is to your own authenticity. And so many women are playing games, right? And you, if you're listening, you know, you're playing a game. You play a game when you pretend to not want what you want. You're playing a game. The second you say to yourself, well, what would, what's the right thing to do? Or what do I think he wants? Or how do I not appear needy or demanding or clingy or, or too much, right? If you are censoring yourself in any way, you are not going to find an aligned partner. So that's, that's really the core secret, right? The path to love is becoming love, which means becoming fully yourself shamelessly shamelessly. And that that's my journey. I sh I've shared it a million times, showed up to my first date with Mr. Three-piece suit, corporate America, Andrew, wearing <laughs> a yellow sundress. I had a nose ring and gold glitter all over my eyes. And we talked about ghosts and drum circles and spirit animals and astrology and human design and our parents on our first date. I wasn't worried about what, what should I talk about? I just opened my heart and guess what? I continuously open my heart in my marriage. And that's the magic too. If you want your love to be deeper, you have to keep opening, right? And so many women think, oh, I'm going to arrive at getting the love I want, right? I'm just going to meet my person and now I'm all set rather than the commitment to your soul is to keep showing up in your heart over and over and over and over again. So that was a lot. I mean, I'm so glad you just said all of that, but especially the last part, because how to get the love you want is like an arrival point. And this is so much of the, the, one of the biggest problems of the old paradigm is there's this idea that once you have it, then all your pain goes away, your problems yes. go away. And the only reason you have pain is because you're making it mean something about you and society's made it mean something about you if you don't have it. And we think like, if you think that love only exists in a romantic relationship, that is a setup to never have a happy relationship. That is a setup to never have happiness long-term. If you think it's just going to come from one person that is so unfair on that person and it will never satiate you long-term. So that arrival point idea, and I mean, fairy tales, every, every fairy tale ends at the happily ever after they get married and it's the end of the right. movie. And we just assume they live happily ever after. I'm sure they're all, they've killed each other by now or they're divorced <laughs> or they're miserable and very repressed. It is, it's such an illusion, but that's what happens. People become so complacent in relationships, yes. especially once they're married. Yes. I mean, 
even in long-term relationships living together, there's a complacency that occurs. It's like, but once people get married, it's like, oh, we signed a contract. Well, we agreed till the end of time. So we don't really have to show up anymore. That part of my life's done, check. And then they move on to working on their career or some other part of their lives and, or they don't work on anything and just lose themselves more and more and more and more and more. But like that arrival point is the fucking problem of the old paradigm. We celebrate longevity, not quality. Nobody's saying like, our, oh, oh, it's your 70th wedding anniversary. H how's your relationship? Are you happy? Are you growing? Are you evolving? Are you challenging each other? Are you showing up fully as mm -hmm. yourself? Are you like what? No, but that's why people are so repressed and depressed. And then they just go to the doctor and take some pills because they're like, why am I so unhappy? Because you cut off your arm and your leg and you're shaved your head to get into this relationship to fit into the box. Can I right? add something so to this around the, the people that date? Like if you're someone who keeps attracting people that kind of disappear after three months, that's what's happening too right? If you're a woman who's losing yourself, right? Like they're attracted to you in the beginning because maybe you're just being yourself, but then are you someone that the second you're then in relationship, you slowly start to chip away, right? So if you're someone who's never actually even gotten to a year or like had a long-term, that's what's happening too. Because right away they collapse. They're like, oh, now it's a boyfriend or now we're exclusive. And then they stop because that's, yeah. this is so, so important what you're saying. Yes. Yeah. And it's like, and it's just a codependent model. It's like, oh, now I yes. feel good. You're here. Like how fucking horrible. If I went on a date and someone was like, I feel so depressed and so shitty, but you're here now. So now I feel great. I'd be like, get the fuck away from me. It's <laughs> like, that's energy vampires. Right. And that, like what you talked about earlier, when you're in your fullest expression of who you are, people will want to be around you. And then you have to be discerning of what feels good and what feel, what doesn't. So I want to talk about the script mm. again as the unscripted woman over here. And like everything I do is to help women unscript themselves from this fucking story we've been taught we're supposed to live and have. The script is all about what your life looks like, what it's supposed to look like, what you look like, what your boyfriend looks like, what your life looks like, what your house looks like, what your, it's the external, your successes look like, what your accomplishments mm -hmm. look like. It, everything is external. And when you are living from your heroine, you're writing your own script moment to moment. You are letting your story unfold organically from an unscripted place. Your soul is leading your life. It's no longer what does it look like because it's not a performance for everybody else. It's how do you feel? That's what fucking matters. And knowing yourself on this journey and getting to know what, what you were talking about earlier, like you're no, what are your non-negotiables? What are your standards? What are you not willing? What's a no for you? I, I dated someone who I actually really liked. I had a conversation with my current guy about this guy. And he's like, you really liked him. You had a sweet connection. And he, I said, how do you know that? And he said, because the way you talk about him, you talk about him with such love and it couldn't have gone any further than it did. And we dated for like six weeks and we did have a really sweet connection. Both of us would light up when we see each other and we'd spend hours together. And it was so lovely. However, he was so private, like he was like a private, like undercover cop in his job. And then his life was really private. He wouldn't talk about his past relationships. And, you know, mm. it, it, the connection was so sweet. And then I just, I honored him for that because it, he's just being himself and he gets to be himself. And I don't have to tell him that he's being wrong and bad for who he's being. But I just said, listen, you know, 
I emotional intimacy, emotional connection is like number one for me in all my relationships, not just romantic. So because your life is so private and you are so private, I honor that. I respect that. And that doesn't work for me because I can't go anywhere from here, but I would love to stay connected. And we're still friends-ish on social media, but because it didn't feel good, right? My barometer is on how it feels. It's not about what it looks like. Oh, he was really handsome. And he was, we had a great connection and we looked really good together and we, whatever, I could have gone down the rabbit hole of that, but it didn't feel good. That part didn't feel good. Cause that's one of my non-negotiables. That's a standard. So yes. knowing those are essential and then paying attention to how you feel and not your fantasy feelings, not your feelings that mm. are that are activated by some fantasy story in your mind that you're telling yourself about this person, your actual feelings. When you're leaning back and you're feeling into yourself, are you relaxed on the date? That's an important thing. Do you feel grounded? Do you feel calm? Are you in your body? If you're not, go do some nervous system work and get, get regulated so that you can actually feel your feelings because that is your guide. Your feelings will tell you what's aligned and what's not, but you have to know yourself. You can't go out there and experience and cultivate a deep, loving, intimate relationship with someone and feel safe inside of it. If you don't know yourself, if you don't know your patterns intimately and your soul and be able to distinguish the difference. And where do we think feelings are in our heart? <laughs> like you say you want love, but your heart is closed. If you don't know how to connect with what you feel. And I, and I love this, you know, the difference between a feeling that's connected to the fantasy, because it will still be connected to something external. Like it won't actually be a feeling. It'll be, oh, I feel this way because, because mm -hmm. he has finally arrived or because this person went to a certain school. So I'll look good for my parents or because I now can post on Instagram rather than, oh, it's an inner knowing that's actually not attached to anything. There's no because it's just, oh, this is what I feel, period. It doesn't have to be a reason. And in when I think about all of my experiences healing is about coming home to your heart, coming home to your feelings. And most people, right? What is emotional unavailability? A closed heart. What, what is a toxic person? A closed heart. What, what is a narcissist? Someone with no empathy, a closed heart. And most women, if you're not tending to your heart, well, like, I think I want to bring it home with this, finding the love that you desire, the how is a path to your heart right? It's how are you with your own feelings? If you avoid your feelings, your heart is closed. If you constantly judge your feelings, your heart is closed. If you constantly are distracted and busy, so you're never even connecting with what you feel, your heart is closed. So that's the path. That's actually the how, and it's not a step one, step two, step three process, but the how is to take a look at how we're feelings addressed in your childhood home, how are you relating to your feelings now? And then guess what? An aligned person, all of my friendships are this way. And this was the core thing that I needed and was non-negotiable for me in my marriage. Someone who cared about my heart because you have nothing if they don't care for your heart. And the path of love is the heart's path. And we think we want a step process. Like you said it, like the how is in your mind, 
right? Because we think we can get away with it by not opening our heart, right? We think we can find love by not being vulnerable or not having our feelings, right? The whole gamut vulnerability is saying I can be with my pain. I can be with my pleasure and they're mine, but I can allow myself to be disappointed, right? I made, I have my solo episode around disappointment because everyone's just avoiding that, or you fall victim to your disappointment rather than, Oh, I'm disappointed. That didn't work out the way that I wanted to. Okay. (laughs) like that, that's emotional intelligence. That's emotional maturity. That is the path. So that's it for me. Yes. I love it. And, and I was bring it home, Kate. (laughs) Okay. Ready for this one. I was actually thinking of really quickly going through the five heroin archetypes because they'll be helpful. Um, but before I do that and I'll do it quickly, um, do you care for their heart? Cause as you were talking, I was like, Oh, the first time I dated Patricio, which is my, my, boyfriend's name. It's so weird calling my boyfriend, but we started dating a year ago. And the first time we dated, we dated for three months and we were just debriefing it the other day. Cause I'm like, you are so like, he's so much more open. Our connection was amazing from the beginning, but he's so much more in his heart this time. And he's like, yeah, you know what it felt like to be with you last time? It felt like you were trying to pry my heart open. And that was a new saboteur. The con- that was the controller, the controller, because I'm a teacher and I could see his patterns and I could see where they came from. And, and so the controller snuck in the first round of our relationship and tried to prize heart open because I could feel how beautiful his heart was. And I'm such a heart person. And we had such an amazing connection that I, that I didn't know I was doing it, but I could see the pattern once we ended And then I kept my heart open the whole time with him in between. And then now this time, like it's a completely different experience. Both of our hearts are so open, but it's like caring for your own heart and for theirs. theirs. Like, how are you treating him? Because I've been thinking about how now in this relationship, I just want to cherish his feelings too. Like I want to hold my own heart and my own feelings with such love and reverence as I always do in my life now. And I also want that for him. I want to hold that for him. And I lately Mm -hmm. I've been really sitting with how when Regina, my saboteur was leading my relationships, I was mean, like I, I was mean to my partners in many moments and how much people hurt people in relationships and when our patterns are leading we hurt each other whether you're hurting looks like yelling at someone or it looks like withholding your love or it looks controlling like them telling them what to do <laughs> or telling them what to do and how they should be different which is what i essentially was doing in a conscious way quote unquote in the first iteration of this relationship our patterns are always there but are we aware of them and they're sneaky so it's like or, or being in fantasy, right? That's not honoring someone if you're you're painting a fantasy of who you think they are and where you think your relationship's supposed to go. So it's about honoring self and other. How are you holding the relationship with reverence? How are you holding their experience? God agrees the church bells are ringing. Um, so that is so Perfect. important. The five heroin archetypes, like you are living from the truth of who you are when the first one you're, is the innocent, which is heart. It's all about feeling your feelings, being present in the moment, coming with open-hearted curiosity. And this is in all aspects of your life, not just when you're on dates. The second one is the sage. Are you following your inner guidance when you get those nudges to say no, even though your mind tells you it's a yes and your mind keeps trying to override your nose? listening to the sage and living from that place. And the sage is also your, your belief in trusting that life's going to 
support you. Like love's going to show up when it's meant to show up. You don't have to control it, but you do have to practice living with your heart open and living from the truth of who you are. The third archetype of the heroine is the uh, sensuous. Are you in your body? Are you home? Are you connected to your own pleasure? Are you giving them credit for your pleasure? Are you are you taking responsibility for your pleasure? And are you showing up on the date wanting them to give you pleasure? Or are you already embodied in it? The fourth one is the queen. The queen is the one who says, actually, this is a no for me. Thank you so much for the coffee standing with and for yourself operating from your self-worth. And the fifth is the goddess, which is the unapologetic, wildly expressed woman who's true to who she is and true to her yeses and nos. So are you living from your heroine? Are you living from the truth of who you are? That's how you get the love you want. You become it. You bring it everywhere you go. You bring love into every coffee shop, into every restaurant, into everywhere you go, but you have to cultivate that relationship with yourself in order to bring that. And then you're a magnet to it. And there you have it. There you have it. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed episode 172, how to get the love you want. Uh, share it with all your friends as always um, and spread the word. And we love hearing from you. We love testimonials. We love hearing from you and sending you so much love. We'll see you next week. See you next week. Hi, it's Kate. Thanks so much for listening to the New Truth Podcast. For more of Catherine and I, come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group. We are in there. That's where we're sharing all about our programs and our free workshops that we do. Um, you can come join us there and ask as many questions as you want about the podcast episodes, about dating, relationships, any struggles you're having out there. We would love to support you. So come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group and we will see you soon.